Hi, I'm Heidi Dinning, and you're listening to the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. Hey, are you or someone you care about considering, dealing with, or being through a divorce or separation? Well, you're in the right place. You don't have to do this alone. There are people who care and want to help. Hi, I'm Dina Court an author, blogger, publisher, and empowerment coach. Thanks for joining me on the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. You are going to hear from our team of experts and professionals how to navigate this difficult transition in your life easier, more efficiently, and with better outcomes. Did you know we host online divorce resource groups that are free to attend and everyone is welcome? Check out the links in our show notes and be sure and join us. We love bringing experts to you. Please refer to our Terms of Service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com and stay tuned at the end for the legal language. Ready? Here we go. Are you looking for a neutral, non-judgmental thinking partner that can help guide you through divorce and separation, whether it's from the contemplation stage or somewhere in the middle, or you're coming out the other side? A divorce coach is someone that can definitely offer that for you and support you through it. And Heidi Dinning is a divorce coach. She's actually a certified divorce coach and a certified recovery transition coach who can be the leader on your team. And let's jump in and meet her right now. Welcome, Heidi. I am really pleased to have you join us on the show today. Heidi Dinning is a divorce coach, and she is a high conflict divorce coach. So I'm thinking she has a superwoman cape that she wears sometimes. (laughs) Welcome, Heidi. Please tell us more about yourself and what you do. Well, thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, I know you're such a great resource, so it's uh, it's uh, it's exciting to be a part of the community. Um, so I, yes, I am a certified divorce coach, uh, certified recovery and transition coach. I work in families of all sorts, including high conflict. Um, and help families navigate the whole divorce continuum, uh, whether it's, and individuals, of course, being a coach, whether you're contemplating the separation and all that comes with that, or you're facing a separation and all that comes with that, all the way through the whole scenario from getting organized, managing yourself, managing how to reframe this relationship you're now in getting organized legally, all the way through to co-parenting and how to navigate that journey as well. Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot. That's very broad spectrum. And I'm curious, the first question that popped into my mind is, can you work with families similar to what a mediator does where you, where you do meet with both parties or you'll be able to work with that type of a setup or... Is that trickier? Um, it depends. And so the answer, the short answer is yes, but I don't act as a mediator. Um, if a family, I typically work with individuals um, and then that individual can 
depend, every situation is so different. And so depending on their specialized needs, we design our journey and how I can support them. And that may include adding in how to tell the kids, um, which includes their other, with the other half, but sometimes they deliver that message to their former spouse. Um, But I have recently had couples come to me saying, we want to do this well, respectfully, respectfully, amicably. So we want to come to you from the beginning and set the stage for what our goals and outcomes are so that when we lose sight, we can come back to you and stay on track as to how we want this to go for our family. And so that's been really cool, actually, because it, it has allowed me to use my my background is in communications. Um, So I act more as a guide and coach for both of them in the sense that they set the stage for how they want it to go. I facilitate communications between them. Then they go away and add in their teams, their legal teams. And if they need to see a mediator to discuss all of the pieces, but we really work together to make sure that their journey um, stays true to what they wanted from the start. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't, but the times that I've, seen more recently have. Um, And yeah, we all fall off the rails and lose the plot. And that's what I'm here to bring it back. But, but really, majority that I work with are individuals. I love hearing about the collaborative effort that's made. And I'm assuming that that helps reduce the level of conflict. Because you know, as, as I've heard, it's, it's hard to hate someone when you're up close. So if you're, if you're trying to work towards the common good and really keep this as smooth as possible, then there's definitely going to be better outcomes and less damage less collateral damage from all of that too. It sounds like well, that's and, what you're seeing. Yeah. I mean, if you come, if, if two, if individuals come to me, presenting that they're going to separate um, and identifying that they want to work together for the best interests of the kids, respectively, amicably. They may or may not like some of the proposals and decisions that the other party makes, and that's okay because that's all part of it. It doesn't reflect on, it's always coming back to the initial, their goals and outcomes of how they want this to go. So as an example, I have a a call tomorrow with a couple who have been going through the process for about six months. They each have legal counsel. Um, They've got therapists, they're going to mediation and we're coming together on an, on an issue that is something new for the kids in the big situation. And so what it is, is, is they want the plan. This is, you know, new information, new journey. So they want the plan. So they sing from the same song sheet, doesn't have anything to do with how they feel about it, but they're they're coming forward singing from the same song sheet ultimately to protect the kids. And I think that's just so great. So what's the outcome? We want the best outcome for the kids in your separation and divorce. And uh, yeah, it works really well. I think I think when that um, when that occurs, I'm open to it. But again, I'm not when there are situations where you see that, yes, collaboration takes collaboration. It takes two parties mm-hmm. willing to be collaborative. Uh, bringing yourself into a collaborative arena where one person isn't willing to be collaborative, uh, that doesn't work. It's like, you know, 
you can't, what was Taylor Swift's line? You can't show up with a knife to a gunfight, right? So you have to, you have to be collaborative in nature. And sometimes there's lots of reasons why a person is not, it might be a personality type. It might be that there's just too much water under the bridge. It might be a conflict, um, just a high conflict such a high conflict situation that the emotions are too raw and it's just too hard to do. So everybody needs to stay on their side of the street. And I'm really kind of, I can say that to them too. It's like, you know what, you guys, we're trying to work in an arena that's not working. Right. We're not, you know, it takes two and, and it's not working. So let's reframe how this may need to go. Um, but again, that's, that's not, that's not my specialty. My specialty really is working with, an individual all along the way, meeting them where they're at, helping them take the next right step for themselves. And, and that could be in any situation, someone who's really raw, this is new information that, you know, husband or wife wants to separate. Um, so how do we, how do we work together to process those feelings, be in those feelings, move forward even if moving forward is putting on a pair of socks or having a shower or, yeah. you know, actually getting organized for the process or the other way, if you're finding that your marriage is just really something that you finally need to call, that it's just not what it you it once was and the relationship needs to change. Then I work with the people, how that's going to go and what the best plan of action is for their, for their, for themselves and their family ultimately. I'm going to back up a ways to the example that you shared where the family came in, there was a new situation with the children. And I think mm -hmm. it's really important to acknowledge that there is flexibility in the work because as a new situation comes along or something is brought up that they hadn't realized was going to have to be addressed, then there is flexibility to deal with that even down the road a ways as you're into the process. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, I think the way that I practice is I'm a human that meets humans and we're all <laughs> humans in this. We haven't done it before. Life is full of nuance. Life is full of change, anticipated change, unanticipated change. Um, and so when you, when I work to meet people really where they're at and help them as individuals and, or as their family ecosystem move forward, um, that really is supporting humans mm -hmm. to take the right next step with the change that's added in, you know, it's, it's important. Like this is, this is actually a great example. Um, the parents have come together, come back together with me. And we've, we've, this, this is an example of a couple that's actually worked with me along the way. There's been lots of times where it's been divided, um, but we stay focused on the common goal. And, and this is now there's an introduction of a new partner. And I'm so delighted that they came to me to say, okay, this is happening. We want to set the stage and the plan and make the right choice for the kids. And, and that may or may not mean we're, they're ready. We have to uncover where the kids are at in the whole process and what's really going on. They may just be, they may not be ready at all. They may be totally ready. And I'm not a psychologist, so I don't make those calls, but based on, they're the parents, they know and we'll find the way and the right path forward as it relates to that topic, right? So it's, it, I'm really impressed and I have a lot of respect for them 
that's a, that's a huge change. And that's a big step for the other partner to come in and be a part of this conversation to make sure the kids are okay. That's commendable. That would mm-hmm. be the perfect world if you had divorce in a perfect world to have those common goals and and really stay calmly through it as much as possible to to address these situations that come up because that's it's only natural that yeah you know after divorce people are going to be stepping into new relationships and the fact that they are taking that much consideration and time to transition their family through those phases is really admirable now you are there to guide them so Mm -hmm. that is a huge piece of the puzzle what ways if you can speak high level uh kind of a general overview of of what you do as a divorce coach so um i so in that example uh what we have done is a lot of work around how to manage your own feelings and what's and learn your emotional boundaries of what's okay and not okay. Um, Understand where you're truly at as it relates to the divorce and your areas of, you know, what you feel raw about what is, you know, where you're going to move forward, where you're going to take a step back um, and just uncover those feelings so that you can really process them. And then, really understanding that um, you don't, then it comes to sort of the communication piece where we are all very defensive human beings just by nature. It's like, you know, it's innate in us. We're, we're, we're defenders of ourselves and our territories and our food and our land. And, and so to learn to step away from the defense and understand what you really need to focus on as it relates to communication is a huge piece. And that's, that's the part that I, that's my sweet spot is sort of the the communication, learning how to communicate in a way that is respectful, fact-based, non-defensive, non-judgmental, and stay focused on the topic at hand. Nobody's good at it unless they practice the skills. So we work a lot on that. Um, if it's a high conflict situation, uh, I work with a lot of individuals on um, what they need to understand about the other side of things. So I'm a licensed practitioner with the New Ways for Families um, program through the High Conflict Institute, which really gives good insight into high level, high conflict personalities and how you should move forward with your communication and or not. Right. So, so there's a lot of that, but I think if, if I was to put it in the buckets, it's like managing your emotions with my client, where they're at emotionally, where their family's at, how we're going to communicate, what makes the most sense, what scripts are required, how you're going to tell the kids and when the timing, the organization and the logistics your overall goals in the divorce of logistics, house, assets, that kind of thing, what you really want and you set the goals, then getting organized for the legal process. So once we know all that, then we can say, okay, it makes the most sense for this type of 
counsel to come in. I work with a lot of lawyers already that I set my clients up. So in the ideal world, they come to me first. We sort of go through where they're at in all those buckets, set the stage, then bring in legal counsel um, at the right time and just really act as their guide and thinking partner as they're going along. And that's, that's really high level what a divorce coach does in the beginning. And then the, you know, the second phase is the now what, and that's the recovery transition piece, which is daunting, but really fun to help people truly discover what this next chapter is going to look like. Cause it's all theirs. So in the ideal world, that is, yeah. Oh, that, yes, I can see where that would be very exciting and, and start exploring all the options that are available to them and where they can go. And especially if they've worked through the process, either with you or in a way that didn't leave them as traumatized, then mm-hmm. it's, there's less baggage to deal with as they want to move forward. So it, for you, if you could take that whole journey with them, it's just more comprehensive because now you understand where they're coming from. And you're ready to help them move forward. So at some point you help them develop a plan, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So then they then work on that plan to implement it and create the rest of this process with whoever's on the team to help them. And you have resources that you can refer them to. So they aren't just Googling, well, who am I going to get for a lawyer? Who am I going to... Yeah. Get for a therapist, if that's needed and, and all those. Yeah. Things. Yeah. I mean, you, you like it, I, in the ideal world. Yeah. The divorce coach is, is your guide, your thinking partner, your person all along the way when, and we're trained to identify if there's some areas like I don't tread into therapy, I don't tread into legal, but certainly I'm trained to identify when someone might need to see a therapist if they're not already. So yes, I have my suite of experts that I refer to um, when it's time to bring in a lawyer. I also work with some financial planners and wealth managers if it's a situation where someone needs to understand what's going to happen financially and where they need to go. They need to take their settlement somewhere safe or just need a fresh start or a fresh perspective. Um, So I work with all those individuals all along the way and it's... um, And it's, it's, yeah, so that when a person comes out the other side and starts to see that light at the end of the tunnel, then to your point, it's comprehensive. I know them, they know me, they know where I'm going to challenge them, they know where we're going to go, and they can actually plan for and see because in the process, sometimes you forget. And I know I couldn't see the forest from the trees during my journey. It's like, oh, my God, the world ahead of me is mine. Whoa. Like it's mine. What am I going to, I mean, I had little kids, so it was really different, but in the sense that how do I want this to look was, was something had I had more of a guide, it would have been so much better. So that's essentially the way that I've, it's broad my practice because I've built it based on what I have seen and come to understand that people really truly need all along this journey and out the other side. And even out the other side, I now have a client who's like out the other side and now putting her career together. And we have a 15 minute check-in every two weeks because she just needs 
that thinking partner to make Mm -hmm. sure that she's taking the right steps as she's building her business and building her career. Coaching is coaching when it comes to that. I can strip away the divorce piece and use my coaching skills. And it's and it's really fun um, to see that and give hope that way as well. I love that so much. It's someone they can bounce ideas off of, someone they trust, and someone then who can offer some suggestions, some insights as to you know what you're seeing from your perspective. And the experience that you bring to that mm-hmm. role of a of a friend that can work through these with them and and just you know start envisioning what's coming ahead. Do you have any other stories of examples that you would like to share? Oh, I have so many. Oh my goodness! <laughs> kind of put like, you on the spot with it. <laughs> you know what? I, yeah, of course. Like I think when you're I've seen lately more, um, I've had more individuals lately come to me in that real raw, I can't believe this is happening. I've been married for 20 plus years. We have teenage age kids or young adult children. How am I ever going to see life a different way? And that's really challenging. That's a very challenging, um, place to be in the world, but I'm so glad that I can be there to meet them there. Cause that's, that's where it's so you immediately feel a lot of shame, fear, isolation. Um, you feel really, really, um, unclear and foggy. So those kinds of clients are, it's challenging, but it's so, I'm so glad that I can meet them where they're at and help them take those small steps forward. And I've seen that quite a bit lately, for whatever reason, the marriage has, um, has dissolved and, and whether they saw it coming or not, it's just that really raw, how did we get here feeling? And so helping them slowly, but surely at their own pace, because that's what coaching is, right? It's, it's a guided, it's guided by them, but also accountability and, and process is guided by me, but how to get them moving forward. So I've seen that lately. Um, I have worked with individuals that uh, have really inspired me in how they want to step into single parenting shoes and not try over try anything, but just, okay, this is the situation. I'm now a single parent. They have a single parent on the other side. What do I need to do? differently as a single parent to be able to meet my child where they are, give them their love and safety and belonging and, you know, that they need in this new world. And, um, and that's been amazing too, because they're not trying to be something that they're not. It's just, Mm -hmm. this is how it is. I've got them for a week or I've got them for a few days or I've got, so I want to step in and know I'm not going to, you know, die trying to be all things to all of them, but I am going to try to be what I, the best I can be for that week and really connect with them. You you know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's very cool to see that step into that single parent shoes. Um, And so I've got a couple of clients that have come back, you know, I've been working with for a while and we're down through kind of the raw, the shock, the sadness and the sadness comes and goes. 
and the organization, the legal, they're, they're kind of in the legal, but through it, now they're very much like, okay, now I'm this parent for these child, these children, 50% of the time, what does that even look like? So we spend a lot of time talking about their kids and their personalities and what they like and don't like and where they connect and not connect and build in lots of kind of fun things for them to do or ways to connect how they manage transition time as those of us who've been through it and have kids in divorce that those transition periods that that week of that day of transition where they go from one house to another is that's a whole that could be a whole podcast in itself (laughs) as well um how to manage that well and uh and know that it's not easy on your kids to have to do that every week so how do you you know you're so excited to see your kids and you want to you know you just want to hold them and squeeze them and do everything with them and not let them go. And they just need some space to kind of transition, unpack, decompress. What does that look like for your family? And so all those little pieces are really fun to work with parents. I keep saying really fun. Divorce is not fun by any means. It's hugely challenging. But for me, coming into these families that are deer in headlights and not sure to be that guide and to see their lights go on and hope in their eyes. That's what I mean. It's, there is hope. And, and, and when you have that guide, it does, it does help you clear that fog and get to the other side and see that there's a way to do things that work and work well is, is what is fun for me. I'm not saying it would be fun (laughs) at all. And having been there, trust me, it was not fun. And that's why, again, I built my practice the way I did, because I really see, I spent a lot of time thinking about where those gaps were and where I needed the support that wasn't out there. That's that a divorce coach can really bring. And then added in my education and skill set based on what I think a divorce coach can bring to the table and more. Right. So I'm happy you shared that though, Heidi, because it really speaks to your why and why you are in this space and helping support people in this way. You know, you, you feel a calling you've been there it definitely lights you up to be there for them and bring what you can to, to help guide them and support them. I, I'm really, I'm happy. There's people like you. I, I didn't even realize that divorce coaches existed. Uh, When I left (laughs) my marriage, it, it was after 30 some years, adult children, but really naive. When I look back, very naive in, and trusting, not understanding the process really hadn't been around anything like that or familiar and just wanted it over with and done and to get, mm-hmm. to get out. So it was a little bit tricky. It's just pouring rain here. If you can hear water in the oh. background, it just started. Um, so to speak to briefly about co-parenting and step-parenting and that type of thing, I have witnessed some of the best parents because of that intention are part-time. If you want to say, you know, like they are Mm -hmm. co-parenting and they are just put greater intention and effort into great value in the time that they do spend and make that very special and Mm -hmm. be very present for their kids. So I think that that's fantastic that they 
can consciously sit down and explore how to do that. And, you know, you have, you've got tools for them. And can you work with families after divorce? You mentioned later on their vision and through those transitions, whether it's new partners, a change in, you know, a move maybe, or mm-hmm. uh, a new sibling, there could be many different changes. And, you know, families, not just with children, but especially with children who are maybe struggling after a while. And mm-hmm. are you able to support families during those times too? Absolutely. Um, again, I have parents come to me and help them to help them co-parent um, or meet their children where they're at as a single parent, despite what's happening on the other side. We don't know. Sometimes it's co-collaborative. Sometimes it's counter. Sometimes it's it's very separate. Um, but if if a child is going through something you know, how a parent, the, and this is where, again, the communications piece really comes in. What is age appropriate language to use? How you validate where they're at um, and understand where they're at, how you uncover almost as a coach, I coach parents to coach, right? It's like how you uncover with your children as a coach where they're at. Um, and so, in through those transitions, absolutely, I try to um, support those families and help them with the same intentions to guide them through that process and really pace themselves, I think is what I'm trying to say is like, you set the pace. And so you want something to happen, or this has happened, or someone's having trouble at school, it's like, okay, let's figure out how to communicate with your child or communicate with your ex about what's going on and just come together and and stay on the common ground. Um, Yeah. And sometimes what my families that I've, you know, worked with who are the individuals that are struggling to find their footing as their own household um, because of the two households, they they'll do, I'll set them up to do like a, a family values exercise so that the family operates not not both parents but at least in their household their one single parent household set your values you know what does that look like in your home and your family so that everybody operates with those and and they're obviously age appropriate young kids you can build them with young kids and older kids but set those values whether it's respect or trust or honesty or you know fun or eating ice cream every Sunday, it doesn't matter. It's set those values. And that's what everybody operates from. And I I find it's really helpful to anchor new situations with families as well. So yeah, they do, they come back and we talk through where they need, how they need to move forward. And that's really, again, what coaching is, is to really think through how you need to move forward in your current situation. Because, you know, I can, you know, coaching isn't advice giving, but it's certainly you can add insight anecdotally and and do your best to guide or, you know, red flag through questioning if something doesn't seem right or feel right. But it allows people to really empower themselves to step into what they need to step into. I think that was an important point you made too about pace and value. Mm -hmm. Both of those are so important to 
include and make sure you incorporate that into everything that's done in this plan. And I've observed that often families are better adjusted and better aware of those elements of, you know, the, the, the family dynamic and mm-hmm. how to relate to each other, that communication piece and acknowledging that everybody's experiencing this from a different perspective and, and creating that compassion and, you know, according to the values of your family and then that, and take the pace, everybody's possibly going to be on a little different timeline of when it feels right to move with certain uh, components of this whole process. So if you have a guide that kind of mm-hmm. reminds you of those things and says, okay, whoa, like let's, um, why is this important to you? What's important? How is this not sitting right with you and really yeah. work together? And even after, after the separation, the legal par- portion is done. And then they've mm-hmm. got some guidance later on as well as they're now dealing with uh, the reality of their new future. So yeah. it's amazing to have um, someone that's a, and it's, I think a coach is such a beautiful term, you know, it, it mm-hmm. feels like I got your back. I'm rooting for you. And yeah. I, you know, I, I, I know some tools I can share. Let's work on this together. It feels very much like a team effort with that, with that title. And they can, and it's, and it's almost like it, it's trial and error. Like I'm thinking of, so I've got this dad who's just wanting and trying really hard to step into his single dadhood. He's got two daughters and it's, it's so he's, as an example, his, his one daughter, she is, as we know, transitions are a beast with her. So he's like, okay, three o'clock pickup. Here she comes. <laughs> She's going to be like, and I'm like, and you know what? Here's permission. Just let her. Like mm-hmm. she's going to be, and then eventually try that out. And then you just get like, if you add fuel to the fire by like drawing attention to how she's behaving, it's going to make it worse. She's a kid. She's 11. She doesn't see the world from your eyes. She's got to pack her stuff up and go from her mom's to her dad's. Like really, as much as we all want to glaze over that, that really sucks. And so she's got to do all that. So how are you going to catch her? what are your options to catch her? Are you going to like, you haven't seen her for a week. Are you going to discipline her for her poor attitude right away? I think probably not your best option. (laughs) Are you going to let her like, uh, you know, are you going to maybe create something fun, like show up with ice cream? That's an option. Are you going to just get home and let her settle in and figure out, get unpacked and you know, then call dinner. Maybe this is the night that you all sit down to dinner and you make sure that dinner's at six o'clock and you make something that everybody likes and you sit down to dinner and let everybody kind of relax. That's an option. And so it's, you know, he's like, but she, you know, she can't talk to me the way she talks to me. I'm like, no, but that's not the time to deal with that. And that's kind of coming, you know, that comes from my coaching, but that also comes from parenting. I've got four teenagers in my household. And there's so much of that, that you're just like, whoa, I got to assess what's going on here and then decide if I run for cover or dive in or, you know, and it's like, okay, so what can you do to really support her where she's at? 
you want her to be okay with the divorce and she may never be, but you can make this easy and smooth for her by giving her maybe the space that she needs, uh, making something fun and sitting down and framing time, regrouping at your house so that the, the stage is set. So you sit down to, you know, what pizza and, and the stage is set. And then everybody goes back upstairs and they wake up and they'll be fine the next day. Like it's, Mm -hmm. we have friends that joke, it's the 24 hour isolation tank, like (laughs) kids come in and you're just like, okay, everybody don't move. Like we Mm -hmm. just got to let everybody settle down. And then, and, and that's really what it's all about, right? It's really figuring out what's going to be the best option for you. And that's, and that's, and then, and then you just go with it. And so um, he's been working really hard. And another, uh, another thing is screens, you know, there's all, there's always fights about screens. So I, I, you know, I said to him the other day, why does there need to be, why are you telling me that you guys are fighting about screens at seven in the morning when you have to leave for school at seven 30? How about no screens in the morning? You know, like, or how about you use screens as a reward if they're all ready and bags are at the door right, and right. they can have 10 minutes, like, or how about it's just, you're declare it's a no screen morning and you go and you get some fun activity books or you jump on the trampoline or you guys, you know, play a game or do a puzzle or do something else, turn on some music and you've got the offer, (laughs) have a dance party. You have the opportunity to make this yours. This is all yours. And they may not like it at first because that's, but they'll come to get used to it. And all of a sudden they'll be looking forward to being the DJ for the dance party, or, you know, it's just the way it is. And those kinds of boundaries create safety for kids. And it was awesome because his mind was totally blown. He's like, I didn't even think of that. Like, I didn't even think of like no screens. Right. <laughs> it was amazing. It's like, oh yeah, no one says like, go And there's it. always Try ice it. cream. There's always, there's ice, always cream. ice cream. It's cheaper like, than a new puppy. <laughs> That's right. And so it's been funny because all week he's been like day three, no screens. And what are you guys doing today? And then he sent me a picture of them on the trampoline and it was like, awesome. And how bonding is that? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's those moments of intention that you, you talk about that as a single parent you get, it's like, you know, you'd probably be buzzing around and leaving for work and not really, you know, mornings would be sort of mornings. Now Mm -hmm. you're like, intentionally having these crazy fun mornings that that are never going to be forgotten by them. They're going to remember this forever. And they may have been mad that they didn't have a screen for a couple of days, but they'll get over it. And what a great way to set the tone for their day. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And And then I'm with him. Yes. And even if there's a transition that evening and now their mom's picking them up, she probably is going to be met with a different and she'll be, uh, uh, what's so different? What, how, why, what's going on? I want to do that yeah. too. If exactly. that's not happening. Right. So it, yeah. I mean, you, you, you ideally, ripple. that's what you want. Yeah. It can ripple. It can. And, and ideally that's what you want is those mm-hmm. rules or in, you know, you, those rules of engagement are across the board at both mm-hmm. homes. And there, there are those areas that we try to you know, like you said, have that ripple effect into both homes. And sometimes that's really possible and it's awesome. And sometimes it's not. So how do you support your, my, you know, how do I support my client to just do the best they can? Right. Yeah. Now I have to ask a question I think is pretty common. Well, I'd like any FAQs that we haven't covered. If any come to mind, please share. 
But mm-hmm. at what point would you say people should seek the help of a divorce coach? How do they know that that is uh, where where they are and and that's a need would be a good fit for them? Well, you know, the way that I describe it is it's like a continuum from the moment of contemplation or facing separation all the way through to the divorce. You can engage a coach at any point along that continuum. Um, I would say that no one divorce like anything doesn't come with a manual. Um, so if you're feeling like you don't know where to start, if you're feeling totally raw and in the fog, if you need to talk through how you think you want this to go, if you're, you know, and I mean, I can help navigate the law. I don't give legal advice ever, but I can definitely help people understand and set the stage for what they can expect. Um, And if you're struggling with communication, that's huge. Um, people will come to me when they're struggling with communication with their ex, whether it's just lots of conflict or no communication or, um, yeah, either, or, um, or unnecessary conflict, they can come to me and we can work through how and what and why there's a need to communicate and or not. Yeah. I just look like anytime something feels all along that continuum, Anytime something feels shaky, unfamiliar, foggy, you need to learn something about the process. You just need someone that unbiased, non-judgmental thinking partner um, to help guide you to your next best step is really what I would say. Um, ideally, when someone is facing separation and divorce or um, or is looking to initiate separation or divorce, that's a great time to engage. So you can talk through how you think it, you want it to go. And then we work together all along the continuum. But that doesn't mean that you can't come to me at any stage saying, I have, you know, I'm, I can't, we're struggling to co-parent, there's a lack of communication, or my kids are, you know, transitions are really challenging, or I'm really struggling with my week off what I do with myself. Um, I'm not used to that. I've I've always been the primary parent and this is really hard. I need to figure out what to do as that in that new identity or, you know, whatever it may be. It's really if you're feeling like you need that unjudged non-judgmental, unbiased thinking partner, that's what I am. And I found too, like a lot of people will say, Well, I've got lots of friends or family. Um but they have an opinion, right? Mm-hmm. And they're looking through it. And that's great. Like you want your support system by yes. all means. And that's one of the things we'll go through is, mm-hmm. you know, who is in your, who do you have for support? Who can you call on? Who is there? What role can they play? How, how is that looking for you? But your, your friends and family are going to look through it in, with their own lens. Um, they're going to obviously be biased because they care about you. And so how do you step away from that and go, okay, I really need to guide through this in a way that is for me, that's not someone else's opinion. Lots of people, well, I heard about this divorce. I heard this schedule. (laughs) I heard this and this, this divorce went terribly. So I'm not going to do, you know, it's like, whoa, your situation is your situation. It's different. Mm -hmm. It's yours. 
it's not the same as that story down the street. It's not the same as your cousin. This is you. So let's move forward as you. And um, so if you're willing for that, that's, that's really what the divorce coach does. And I really am there all along the way. I allow my clients to text me um, because that's, I feel like that's just so critical in in those really raw moments of going through this. You need that thinking partner. Right. Or just, I'm so pissed off right now and I just need some verbiage to, or I need just some space to vent or whatever it might be. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Or if someone, like if they get a nasty gram, they'll, my client, well, I have clients that are either send it to me and I just write their response because they right. just can't process yes. it yes. or they write their response with everything they want to say <laughs> and use that cathartic exercise. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so we're just going to boil this, that 10 page email right down to, I'll pick the kids up at five thirty, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that's all you have to send back. And, right. and that's fun too, because they, not fun, but they, well, it actually does bring a sense of like, whew, I got that out. Mm-hmm. And now I and didn't stir I the pot. I really no. wanted to. Yeah. And I'm there to say, no, we can't because what it's not productive. And this, this is, is our not- goal. Is this going to help us get towards that goal? Long game, short game, lots of analogies. I talk about sides of the street, long game and short game, nice. stay in your lane of the pool, you know. <laughs> Cause that's really what it is about. Yes. And those visuals, I use that one myself, say on my own side of the street, because it's so easy to get drawn into trying to help sort things out. Now I want to touch a bit more um, before we wrap up here on the high conflict part and abuse and abusive situations and, and how you would help people navigate those types of relationships yeah so um there are unfortunately a lot of those situations that arise um as it relates to abuse um I am very uh open and educational with my clients on what abuse is so if I have a client that says um my spouse is, you know, he or she is verbally abusive, um, or says these things, but he's never hit me, or um, I'm very quick to stop that and educate on what abuse is. And abuse is, as we know, emotional, psychological, physical, financial, spiritual, is all considered abuse. So if I have, and I've seen clients in all of those situations, um, and it's up to all of us to be supportive citizens and help them do the right thing. Sometimes in situations, I'll support my client to set the stage for departure. Uh, So what that looks like, ensuring that they have all of their documentation, ensuring that they have some money, ensuring they have a place to go, ensuring that they know that they've, you know, it's on the time with the kids. So thinking through that, typically we bring in the legal counsel right away um, because that piece usually needs to come into play right away. So how to make them, to help them feel protected. Um, and, And so 
that's, if things are beyond the scope of what I can do, then with them, we decide what those next steps are, whether if it's something that's as, I haven't seen anything quite yet for them to come to me first, that's serious in nature, that is an acute emergency. Um, But we have discussed what options look like in acute emergencies with certain clients, like emergency protection orders and all of those things. But that's why I bring in legal counsel right away so that they can feel empowered to know that they're protected, they're safe, and there's options. Um, And it's, it's challenging when there's that insidious emotional and psychological abuse. Um, We do lots of work unwrapping what damage, you know, again, I'm not a therapist, but in terms of finding who they really are and reminding them of what they deserve on and who they are on their side of the street um, and why the version that has been created by their perpetrator or abuser is not who they are and what their future is. So that's the coaching piece. And that's, and I do see that. um, I see that often. It's, and it's more of that, wow, this person has really been beat down by their spouse. And so how we build them back up again, that's a role that I play. But I have to be so careful, as you know, right? It's it's such a delicate space. So I think number one is education on what their rights are, where they can find safety, where their options are, and how to if they can if they're if they can get themselves to a safe place and what that plan looks like. We work on that together, um, and then again, rebuilding the human that they deserve to be. And step into their shoes wholeheartedly after they've been, you know, create, you know, by design, they've been left a shell of themselves, I guess I will say. It's very comforting to know that there are people like you who can help. Well, and, and, you know, not just women, but to help people through this. Well, and to understand like it's a lot about self-awareness too and understand like reasons again helping educate and empower people to understand how things happen. it's like you get so much of how did I get here it's like it's okay so here's the beautiful part of you that probably let that in and that's okay and here's how that unfortunately was able to seep into the cracks and so now we're gonna going to seal that up and build you as a person again um and i you know i i speak from experience uh my marriage was not in that state but after my marriage i had suffered you know i experienced post-separation um uh yeah i experienced post-separation breakdown and abuse in a way that was I I was I came out of the marriage and then I was a shell like just squashed right down to a shell of myself um so that things would go the way that they wanted it to go and uh didn't work out that way and it took a lot of rebuilding and I'll say that you know it's it's because I I want people to know that they're not alone out there in that feeling of of feeling scared and feeling like you may 
Um, you don't know how to move forward. You're scared for your kids. So you'll do anything to keep the peace. That's, it's a really scary place to be. And, uh, and I will say that there's a way out and there's lots of individuals around there that can support people to get out and rebuild and be okay. And I, and I'm kind of glazing over it. I don't mean to do that. It's very serious. And I, obviously, if I'm working with a client, we, we do dig into what they really need, but I can't, um, but I just, I, I think my message is it's out there. I get it. I've seen it. And there's lots of ways that we work together to make sure that kids come out the other end, you come out the other end, okay, and safe. Safe is the word I use a lot because that's emotional safety, physical safety, psychological safety, financial safety, and spiritual safety. And uh, it's, that's what people deserve. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I <laughs> think that education piece is so integral to just acknowledging owning what you are in or have been in mm -hmm. I know that was missing for me and because of that it's you know I'm still working to mm -hmm. to heal and it, it, it it's a process there's different layers that you keep uncovering of places that that have suffered some damage and that's such a good it, way to put it <laughs> yeah. well that's how it feels and I think the education isn't just for people in it. It's for the village, the net that is there to create that safe space when they do leave. And that's my personal passion is to help create that compassion for them because they're already beating themselves up about, you know, is this abuse? Is this, uh, it wasn't that bad or the comparison to, you know, worst cases they've heard where there's a murder, even whatever it might be, which, you know, I've lost a friend that way even. And <sighs> that piece that the, then they step away, finally they leave or are, are attempting to, or to ask for help. And then the community that receives that fires the same questions back at them. Mm -hmm. And it's it, very it's, siloed, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's very difficult. And I really want to help to create more awareness. So thank you so much for sharing that portion of your work with, mm -hmm. with the conflict and the abuse. Are there any FAQ type points that we missed or anything you'd like to add? Um, I think, you know, I think if people are curious about divorce coaching, um, communications coaching, high conflict, if they're concerned about a situation they might be in, you know, I guess what I would say is you can always ask and reach out and just ask the questions. Um, if you're curious about what your, you know, what, what your divorce might look like, how to write a separate, like all the logistical and organization, how to write a separation agreement, uh, if you don't want to use the legal system or how that looks legally, those are the kinds of things. My blog also, I have lots of those kinds of questions that are answered on my blog, you know, what divorce looks like in Alberta, what the rules are, what it looks like in Canada, what age kids can start to have their own voice into the parenting and scheduling process. Um, those are kind of the, the surface, like those are the first questions that come, what is this going to look like? How do I do this in Alberta? How do I do this in my province? Cause I work with other people in other provinces. Can I get an uncontested divorce? Can I do this without lawyers? Um, 
who are the best lawyers to work with? What's a divorce coach? Do I need one? How do I communicate with my ex? How do I tell the kids we're getting divorced? Um, how do I tell my family and my community? Do I need to tell my family and my community? <laughs> what do I need to communicate and not communicate with my former spouse? Right. Oh, those How are do I great. introduce a new partner? When do I introduce a new partner? Like <laughs> all of those yeah, those are the kind of, that's the FAQs. And I offer, you know, even though it might seem like it's like a long process with me, I offer those one-off sessions where it's like, we, we've set ourselves up, we know what we're doing, we just need a script to tell the kids, or we just need to figure out when the right time is to introduce a new partner, or um, we're moving. We've got a kid in grade seven and a kid in grade nine. What's you know, those kinds of things we can work through together as well that are one-off or we need to get started on our separation agreement. Where do we go? Yeah. Right. Lots of those start. kinds of questions. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And we will have all of your contact information in the show notes. I'm also very excited that you will be featured on the Divorce Magazine Canada blog, and we will be using some of your blog posts there as well. So people can find those resources in multiple Absolutely. ways and, really dig in and understand more of how you can support them and it, it, you know, what stage they recognize a need for a coach. Yeah. I'm so, so excited that you were with us today and for this conversation and introducing this, the concept of, I, I wrote this down because I just loved it. An unbiased, <laughs> non-judgmental thinking partner. That's what I am. <laughs> That's what I am. And I meet you where you're at. I, that's, that's the, yeah, I, I was speaking to a financial planner earlier today and, and that's, you know, he was like, okay, he was looking, he was doing a little due diligence for a client of his and he said, I can really tell that you're a human working with humans and meeting them where they're at. And that's, that's, I think my, my energy is authentic. I really am. I really want to help people through this really challenging time for it to not be so challenging and for it to be one of hope and opportunity and new perspective and possibilities. And um, it takes having someone without judgment walking beside you to do that. What a beautiful compliment that was to be seen that way. And, and, yeah, and I was, I was, it was really nice, but that's, I work really hard to make sure that that's how it goes. I don't want to be too clinical. I don't want to be too, I just want to meet people where they're at and help them move forward with the skills I have. Fantastic. Thanks again, Heidi. Thank you. Dina, it was you so nice again. to be here. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hopefully you heard something today that helps you wherever you might be in life. Do you have questions or suggestions for a topic you want to know more about? Let me know. Check the show notes for all the contact information. Follow this podcast and find us on social. Know anyone who might find this information helpful? Be a friend and share it. And hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep smiling that beautiful smile. The world needs your sunshine. It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through divorce or separation. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com slash terms of service. The link is in the show notes. 
and the legal language, our disclaimer, Divorce Magazine Canada website, events, resource groups, blog, and all content, including our podcast, is intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information. The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada does not constitute endorsements for, nor liability, for any claims made in the presenting of this information.